This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Yes, that's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am doing exceptional, and uh, we've got so much to discuss and so little time, but... Do we talk about our date night last night? I think we do. Okay. I, I do have some great stories lined up. Me too. Just to show how sick people are. Okay. <laughs> like, just so sick. But we can wait on that. But I think we should talk about our fun event that we had last night. So, uh, the Hubbard Broadcasting Group that I have been uh, happily employed by for the past almost 16 years now, which is hard to believe in and of itself, um, on occasion, they it's almost like when um, someone's looking for a date. Mm-hmm. And everyone keeps saying no. Yeah. They finally get to the bottom where they say, oh, maybe we should ask the <laughs> yeah, Reavers. Maybe, maybe the Reavers will do it. <laughs> but they have uh, a wonderful boat that they um, take clients on to, mm-hmm. to show them how thankful that they are for their business. And, and it's it's really cool. I've had the option, I uh, had the pleasure, excuse me, of doing it a couple of times. And last night was my night to host the the, the cruise on the St. Croix on the Mimi. And it was fan-freaking-tastic. I was told it was going to be a booty cruise, so I was like dressed to the nines you thinking were. it was going to be a little bit right. more. Then I realized that's not that what, that's not what this was. And it was a great fall night. It was it oh, was beautiful. absolutely perfect. Beautiful. The meal, as always, is exceptional. We got to deal with the, the, the sales crew, and it was, it was a lot of fun. You I had, got I, to deal with the sales crew. Yes, <laughs> and I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I'll, have, I'll, I'll have more on that later. But anyway, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to meet. In fact, you were the only client I had ever met before. Yep. Yep. It, it was just you and your and your beloved wife Nicole mm-hmm. and but everybody else I had met for the first time. So it it was kind of cool. And so we met, uh, and you're good, you're really good with names. I sometimes struggle with let's names. Let's see if let's see how many we can remember. But we met uh, the couple from the 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 camper company. Niemeyer, Niemeyer thank you very yeah. much. And they were great, super sweet. So couple. they sat across the table from us at dinner, but they also sat with us as we were kind of winding our way um, back to back to shore. They're not salesmen. You know why I can say that? Why is that? Because I turned to the guy and said, "I am the kind of guy who would really love an RV," and he said, "Yeah, people love them." All he would have had to do is say, Mike, I'll call you tomorrow and I'll show you an RV. <laughs> and two seconds later, I'd be like, honey, honey, I'm buying an RV. I right. mean, because that's how I am. That's how right? you operate. And he just didn't see that I'm the type of moron. Like, oh, I could just suggest anything to this guy. Anything. And I even told him a story about going to the Gophers game where people had RVs painted all in maroon and gold. And I said, turned to my wife at that moment. I said, I'm buying one of these. And she's like, oh, no, you're not. If he would have just given me one line, crack the door open. You know, RVs are great for kids. I would have said, <laughs> RVs are great for kids. I'm buying one. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure he's a great salesman. He didn't expect that he was going to sell one on the boat. No. Yeah. So, uh, his wife, we found out, is uh, an army brat that settled here in the great state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. much the same in the same way that my sister in law, my, actually my my brother in law, my wife's brother's wife, was also an army brat. So I kind of could relate to what her stories sure. were, along with uh, the person I met last night. And she had one of the greatest ideas in the history oh. of podcasting. You really like this. One. I'm not. Um, I wasn't blowing smoke sure. when I heard this last night. You know how? Okay, this is okay. This is going to be a stretch. Sure. And this is going to be a leap. That's what we do here. But hang with me. Okay. You know how record executives are in the business for so long. Mm-hmm. Okay, they've heard every 
good and more likely crappy song sure. known to man year after year they know after when it's year. Good and they know when it's not. They know when they hear a hit, sure. right? They know. Uh oh, wait, wait, start that over again because I I learned this from somebody in working in music radio. You know a song is going to be a hit within the first fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. You can just tell. Believe it, yeah. And so, not always, but yeah. you can tell if a song is going to be a hit within the first 15 seconds of hearing it. So I'm kind of the same way with, with podcast All ideas. Right. Okay. I know when we've got a hit on our hands or, or, or an idea that could sure. become something. Yeah. So she started to tell us about how Waffle Houses, the, the, the chain of restaurants, mm-hmm. there, are, there are a degree to the quality of a Waffle House. Sure. And I sat up and went, Go on, because I was interested yeah, in what yeah. she had to say, and she said, "Oh no, trust me, there is a difference in the 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 the, the crispness factor. Mm-hmm. Just all of Everything. these different things. The way you order your food, the way the food is ordered, yeah. the way the food is presented. Mm-hmm. You know, the further north you go, the the likelier the quality of the Waffle House is going to diminish. It just and gets I thought, crappier and crappier. And I north. jokingly at the time had mm-hmm. said." You know what you should do is you should come up with a Waffle House power ranking. And she said, oh, my God, I could do that. And then she kept going. And I thought, you have a podcast on your hands. Because she was charismatic. and She was was very funny. She could tell the world about what makes a good Waffle House. And I thought, first of all, that idea is a lot like this show. We might start with something, sure, but we're more than likely going to end up somewhere she could completely just pick different. A, a Waffle House and off a, a Rush Street in Chicago, talk about it, and then go to jump to something absolutely. totally different. Absolutely, and yeah. every single man, woman, and child alive mm. can find a way to be related to, in some capacity to a Waffle House. And here's why: at some point in your life, you have either been inside of one for a meal, mm-hmm. you have either driven by one, and that will strike up a memory. Yeah. Every single person has encountered the Waffle House in some degree, right? At one hundred percent. So I think she is sitting on a, an absolute goldmine. With all of the various podcast conferences I've sat through and all the really, really, really horrible ideas I've heard about, other she's got herself something. I knew you liked it when you turned to the salesman on the boat, <laughs> Bernie. I said, Bernie, Bernie, come here. Bernie, you got to hear this one. And Bernie got up from his table right. with high-level clients. Do you notice we were at the kids' table? Uh-huh. And I was like, how does that fit? Let's go sit in the corner. Adult man. I Let's was sitting sit kind of, corner, at, yeah. well, we were sitting at the young, spirited table. Correct. Although our table was not even drinking, I think. And no. then the older table, they were gunning it down. Oh, yeah. I don't really know that for sure. But I, it was kind of fun. So, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Whoever made the name tags for this event. So there was like 10 of us, right? Yep. And the name tags, they printed them in very, very small print. So like Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant, mm-hmm. I leaned in to, to see his him. name tag, oh, to not him. to kiss him, okay. just to read his name tag because, oh, it was Michael Bryant. I got, oh, Bradshaw Bryant, a great, great, great jingle and everything. But his sweet, sweet, beautiful wife, I could not do that because I didn't want to be lecherous yeah, looking like I'm leaning in yep. or their friend that they brought or even the Niemeyer's uh, wife. I didn't know what her name was. Because I couldn't lean in and see her name tag because I didn't want to be leery. You didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be that guy. Right. So and my and it could just be that the font was plenty big. It's just my eyes are now getting crappy. I see. Right. Yeah. And if I were to taken off my glasses or put on my cheaters and gone up to their chest because that's where most people wear name tags, mm-hmm. then I would have really looked creepy. And I want to point out another yeah. thing. Here's how captivated and enthralled I was with this idea. Mm-hmm. 
So for those of you that don't know, it goes down the St. Croix, and you're going to have to help me with the logistics of, of, yeah. of where it exactly goes. It then turns around at uh, Prescott, Prescott, maybe. Wisconsin, oh. that little bridge that goes there, mm-hmm. and then it starts to head back mm-hmm. to Stillwater. Yep. And to the point where, and I was sober as a church mouse. Didn't ha- I had one Diet Pepsi and one cup of coffee yep. and, what, three glasses of water. I had not realized we had turned around. No one on the boat really did. And I said, wait a minute, what freeway is that? And mm-hmm. you said, well, that's 94. I said, it can't be 94. We haven't turned around yet. And he said, no, Reavers, dummy. We it's, did. That's, yeah. that's 94. We turned around a long time ago. And I went, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's how captivated I was by the idea of a Waffle House that podcast. That you just knew. So as, I mean, you are the producer of the number one podcast in Minnesota, right? Nothing's, okay. there's some great other local podcasts. Nothing's as big as Garage Logic. We I, all know that's that. probably fair. So, do you take the risk and say, "Team, I want to do this Waffle House podcast because you're only as good as your last podcast. You already have this one, so you've already but taken gar- a chance but, on but, this one." But, yeah. but, yeah, Garage Logic wasn't my idea. No, no. But I, I don't know if you know this. The, Joe, the Garage Logic show was around long before, before I, I ever had the pleasure of being a part yeah, of it. Yeah, but you are the master of ceremonies in the sense that you produce it. True. Right? Without you, they could get someone else to do it. But without you, <laughs> things would probably just tumble to the ground, right? I mean, they could get someone else, yes. But no, without you, it would all okay, fall. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. One, two, three. 12 years ago. Okay. No, wait. 11 years ago when I said, hey, how about a show about craft beer? Did you really? I didn't know that was your idea. They laughed at me. Really? They laughed at yeah. me. When I went into the at the time it was Dan Krolchek. When I said, hey, I got an idea. What's that? I said, well, you know, the craft beer boom was in full force, yeah, right? Yeah. It was, I said, let's do a show about it. I'm, yeah. I'm here anyway. I like beer. I can talk about it. You know, I, 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 I'm, I, I got to physically be in the building anyway. We have this let's, radio station. Let's do it. It's yeah. just here at, at, at our mercy. Yeah. And he said, huh, let's try it. Yeah. They laughed at me then. Look who's laughing now. And look who's later. laughing now. Anyway. Ten years later. Well, I just think, that was a good idea. I, I, just, I, just think, I just think it would be a really cool. And, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe absolutely nobody will listen. But, and again, you got to have the right. It was the whole way she was able to discuss mm-hmm. the the intricacies of what makes a waffle. Yeah, because the, the way you it. order the hash browns, if you want them topped, that means you get mushrooms on them. If you want a crusty, that means away. you get cheese. She but, had a lot of. And she, uh, what I really oh. liked is when she said the waffle house has to be seasoned. Do you remember? Do you <laughs> yes. remember what that was? Which means that <laughs> someone has to have been shot inside in of the, the waffle, waffle house in order for it to be authentic, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, yeah that was. But it good. also brought up something, and I'm so glad I re- I was reminded of this just now, of the way. The trade industry works within the service community. And we got into it a little bit yesterday because she and her friends worked at the movie theater. So they would bring the giant bag of leftover popcorn mm-hmm. that normally they would split amongst themselves and they would bring it to the Waffle House. And of course, all the employees there thought it was great because they're sick popcorn. of seeing the yeah. same food that you see. But that's what goes on. And I had said the place that I was a bartender at, the Exchange Nightclub. We would get super excited when the pizza place from across the street came down for their, quote unquote, their shifty because their shift was done and we were just there cleaning up. Mm -hmm. So they would bring a bunch of pizzas 
And we had not seen food for six hours, so we're all starving and we're exhausted. And at that point... Pizza is like cigarettes in prison. Yes, I mean it's it's delicious. So Anyways. you would say, okay, I'll I'll exchange that for a shot of you know j- whatever fireball, you want, whatever you want, yeah. and that's just the way the industry works, which is great, which is why it's such a close, cool, tight knit community. I've always wanted to have something at Fratelloni's that. I would talk to our team and say, what's our drink that we can buy our best customers? Like if I go into my local bar and they say, oh, there's Mike, which they don't do, but let's say they did. They'd say, hey, Mike, (laughs) would you like a Bud Light? And I'd say, no, I want a Coors Light. And they'd give me a Coors Light, right? right? And, you know, that's kind of fun. But we don't have that in the hardware business until we developed this fan club, like Friends and Neighbors Fan Club is what it's called. And we can look up people's... Um, rewards right online. So when someone comes in, they don't have to like bring a coupon. It's all in our system. So what we do is we surprise people. So someone comes in and buys, you know, two light bulbs for 12 bucks and we say, oh, by the way, you have $5 waiting for you. Would you like to use that? And they're like, wow, thanks. It would be like us buying them a a beer, but we have to do it in a different way. I wish we could just carry beer because I think it would be so cool to just hand somebody a beer. You've thought of the idea of having some type of lounge to basically create the knack hardware and lounge feel inside your, I think that's a million dollar I was going to get kegerators in our stores. Remember that's the guys right. from the Hairless Brewing Company? Yes. Like that, that's was an N.A. beer. Hairless Dog, right? Hairless Dog Brewing. Hairless yep. Dog. And one of them, like his brother's a famous musician. I'm forgetting who it is, but super nice guys. And I said, oh, we should just put taps on and just let people try. We could sell your beer here because it's N.A. We can sell N.A. beer. It's not beer, right? And we just couldn't get around to figuring it out how to do it. But I thought, wouldn't that be cool? You go to the store and you get to taste a little N.A. beer. You, not only is that a cool idea, you might know a guy that would invest in some type of that that might sit in that chair Monday through Friday. Yes. And I'm All not long, joking. He would, be, he would be over at the knack, Fratelloni's Hardware Knack and Lounge. Light. Sitting there. Yeah, light. <laughs> or what, no, he, you have to come up with something different than yeah, light, but that yeah. would be cool. That would be kind that of That would fun. be super cool. It would be cool. Uh, before we switch topics, I have to uh, mention something very quickly. So our friends at Harmony Spirits uh, have been advertising with us for quite some time. Uh, great handcrafted spirits made right here. Harmony, Minnesota. It's getting to be that time of the year where you got to make a drive. you got to make it down. You want to go look at the leaves or whatever you want to do. It's that time of the year to get in the car, go for a drive, go visit the cool cocktail room that they have down there in Harmony, Minnesota. Um, it's an absolutely gorgeous part of the state of Minnesota. Uh, but go in there because they have a rotating menu of craft cocktails right there at the tasting room. Um, but if you're not able to make it down to Harmony, Minnesota, then please continue to go into your local liquor store and please continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name this morning. Um, uh, first off, uh, happy birthday to my beloved, beautiful wife. She was making breakfast for the boys. And it's normally, you know, we're a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we have time on a, on a weekend, it's it's eggs and whatever. Sure. But they wanted um, the the waffle sticks. You know, you put the, the, oh, the, the thing, French the frozen. Oh, yes. yeah, the, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. French toast sticks. So she was making those this morning for the boys. And she, she said, oh, what's this? So at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater... Uh, show. Yeah. The 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 fine folks from Harmony gave me two uh, boxes to share with the crew. Oh, that's nice. One of them was the wonderful barrel strength bourbon, which I've yet to crack open, but it's 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 waiting for the sure. right time to celebrate. And the other was their barrel maple syrup. Okay, non alcoholic. Yeah, you told me about this, Michael. Delicious. It's unreal. Yeah. So she makes it for the boys, and and my oldest one says. What's this? It, with with delight, yeah. Like, and I said, delicious. "Oh, this yeah. is." Uh, he he said, "Oh my!" He, and so I tried it. 
it's unbelievable. Sure. It's really, Why really good. I think it would be anything but. Well, <clears throat> so right? I don't know if this is available at Harvey's Ranch. But um, um, just say, hey, I heard Reavers blabbing nonsense. I mean, about, why wouldn't it be? They don't, they're not just making six bottles of it. But what I'm saying is go in there and maybe ask. Just ask. Either ask if it's there and it's available because Reavers opened his big fat yapper and yeah. talked about it on the show. Or ask them where they can buy it because it's really good. Maybe just demand. Don't even ask. Really just good maple where syrup. Is it? So where anyway, is that maple syrup? But continue to monitor both their website, which is HarmonySpirits.net um, for upcoming events and also their Twitter account, which is at HarmonySpirits on Twitter. So great guys and thank you very much for the it's support. It's your wife's lovely birthday. You want to share her old she is? You want to do all that? 29 years 29 old. 29 years old. Hard to wow, believe, isn't that's it? Right. You were dating her when she was really young. Yeah. Like inappropriately. Speaking of really Like young. I should have been a politician. That's yeah. how young she was. Let me, let me tell you the story. I, I just, I was reading this and I thought, I don't know if you've heard this story. It happened just a couple of days ago, but a family of a 14 year old girl who allegedly discovered an iPhone taped to the back of a toilet seat on a flight from North Carolina to Boston said that they believe that that was put there to record her by a crew member. What? So on September 2nd, American Airlines flight 1441, the girl was told by a male member of the crew to use the first class bathroom. The crew member entered just before the 14-year-old girl, told her that the seat was broken but not to worry about it, and then re-entered the bathroom after she left. Her family said in a written statement, after using the toilet, the girl realized that a largely obscured iPhone had been affixed to the back of the toilet seat, apparently to record her. Oh, my God. She took a picture of this with her own phone before leaving. Reavers, men are freaks. Um, What kind of pervert, freak, insane person would do that? Whatever airline she was flying is irrelevant because it's not the airline's fault. It's the fact of this creep. But um, number one, I'm very glad that I have two sons and not mm-hmm. not a daughter. Um, not that I would, you know what I'm saying. I would break every, every bone, bone in this guy's body. Every bone. If, if it was discovered that she not only found this but took a picture of it, um, I'm probably going to jail because this Worth guy's it. not getting off the airplane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so because they were in flight at the time, that is now cross state lines. So the FBI came to talk to this gent, right? Because oh. they know they know who it is. And it, it was an American Airlines, it doesn't matter, but it was someone on an American Airlines crew, not Delta, because Delta's great. Love them. If you want to bump me up on any flight, just go do it, Delta. I'll be glad to be a spokesman for you. But, I mean, I just think... I'm glad you had that feeling because I don't know what I would do if if my daughter came out and said, there was an iPhone taped to the back of the toilet seat when I was in there. I'd say, what? I would be on top of that iPhone right. in two seconds to figure out who was touching but it. How did he think he was going to get away with it by, by going in there, then suggesting she should use it, meaning the bathroom, yep. and then come in there right after she was... That that's that so goes above and beyond creepiness. It that, just shows that is what weirdos demented. people can be. What oh. weirdos. And, you know, my uh, daughters, we live by a gas station. And my daughter said, hey, we want to walk down to the gas station. And I was like, ah, just go. Just go together. Just two people. Yeah. And I said, just don't talk to anybody. Run away together, right? If someone needs to, if someone gives you crap, just run together. Don't leave one girl behind. Yeah. Just all run away together and just punch and kick and fight if you have to, right? Because I thought that, and I, I do say to my daughters, like, if something happens, like if someone's being creepy and they grab you, punch, kick, fight as hard as you can for as long as you can, because just picture you're going to die, 
right? You might as well try as hard as you can because the alternative is not good, right? Right, and then you see just I, I, this. I've seen some videos of people losing it on the plane. This would have been a great one to see the dad of that 14-year-old girl just whoop the ever-living crap out of that but flight attendant. But then you wonder, okay, then you wonder, well, we know all of the details. But unfortunately, what you would see first is you don't have all the details. So all you're seeing is the viral video of this dad going nutso on a plane, True. pummeling uh. this guy. And then, of course... Be- you know, we as as a society, we can't wait ten seconds for the dust the, for the dust to settle and for the facts to come out. We're going to instantly label and judge this guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's just oh that. But I, then after when things settle down, and we realize that the girl on the plane, the Bud Light spokesman, was super gorgeous. After we realize that, then we can become fans of his <laughs> and turn him into some I internet suppose. sensation. Speaking of planes, yeah. We all uh, are aware of the missing F-35 jet. <laughs> Seems impossible. That we did discover today. Oh, uh, we found it. We did. Okay. Uh, it was in a field, uh, in a debris uh, field, so okay. it crashed. Okay. But the uh, I told Joe that I don't believe I said this on the show. I think I said this before. Maybe it was during a break. But stories like the government losing an $80 million plane are the very reason we need Twitter to exist. Mm-hmm. Because of course the cheap shots and the one-liners just write themselves. They just keep going, you know. And there's all sorts of things of, okay, on the on the good the good news is, or no, sorry, the bad news is we lost an eighty million dollar stealth fighter. Mm-hmm. The good news is our stealth technology is really good, really really good because, because we can't we find just it. Can't find it. Okay, the other one was. A combined $190 million worth of jets lost in the last two weeks. You've got the side-by-side picture of the F-35 and Aaron Rodgers, the oh, quarterback. Jets lost. See, he got hurt. And he's roughly worth $80 bucks. It's almost just as this much year, as that. Almost, yeah. yeah. So. What I don't get, Reavers, and maybe fill me in because you might have heard more about the story, but the pilot ejected. Yes. But the plane wasn't going down. It went for another 60 miles. Autopilot, yeah. But if it's on autopilot, if it's not taking a digger into the ground, once you go ahead and attempt for $80 million, go ahead and say, let me see if I can put this down on a road somewhere. Right. Or let me see if there's something to it because I don't need to eject at 4,000 feet or 8,000 feet or 500 feet even. I can eject way Less than that. Yeah. So unless he was doing Mach 5, I don't know, right? He could have been going so fast that he thought he was going to hit the ground, and maybe that next 60 miles took one minute, right? Right. Or 30 seconds. But there, it seems like you got a moment. You got a moment. You're on autopilot. You're not spinning in a circle heading mm-hmm. towards the ground. You didn't just eject, and then you see the plane hit the ground 20 feet from you. Well, as I have discovered watching Top Gun Maverick, you know, <laughs> anywhere mm-hmm. from 15 to 50 times— um, when you when you experience G lock, oh, that's that's that was my guess. Okay, so he was like that pilot was just so they were just I'm just forced. making up. So the mishap they're calling it a mishap is currently under investigation, and we were unable to pro- provide details to preserve the integrity of the inst- uh, investigation process. So the mishap, I'm going to tell you, if someone screwed up something at my company for eighty million dollars. I don't think we'd call that a mishap. No, that definitely wouldn't be wouldn't be the case. But you know what? When it's the government, you got you got all the money in the world. Oh, 
a third document called it a class A mishap. Ah. So that's really, uh, yep. That's I'm I'm very surprised. I don't know what the pilot was doing, but I hope they weren't just searching Twitter and said, whoa, ah, and then ejected out. Or here, our bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that my, was our bad. Yeah, my bad. Sorry about that. Um, I do have an email relating to last week's discussion from Josh, and you are going to fall in love with Josh. One more thing. Oh, I'm, I say so, this. oh I'm so sorry. I I, I'm ju- I, I, as I was reading more of the story, there was a second jet flying right next to this other yeah, jet. Yeah, because that was Joe's question. Well, why Why did that guy... Why, why didn't, didn't that guy just watch where the jet why went? Why didn't he follow the plane? What is going on? Right. I mean... I think, it was, if, in all honesty, and I'm not joking, I think it was hacked because it, in 2019, there was fear of... There was fear of this particular plane being hacked, and that pilot said, "Oh my! I'm not in control of this. I'm out of here." Maybe they were flying it right by those b- Chinese balloons that were floating over. Could be. Could be. Now could be. this whole story makes sense. Thank you, Reavers. Continue with Jeff. Okay, so Josh. Josh. <laughs> Whatever. I won't remember. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Uh, Josh writes in relation to our vacation dilemma email or discussion last week. Hey, Reeves. Hey, Mike. In regards to the discussion that you two had in the most recent weekly scramble, my fiance and I disagree on how we enjoy destination vacations. Personally, if I'm somewhere I've never been or in a city we have been to but haven't seen everything, I want to get out of the hotel and go explore and do things every day from the time I'm awake to the time I go to bed. My fiance, on the other hand, prefers to take uh, p- prefers to take it one day to do nothing and go slow the other days. My thought <laughs> is. I can be lazy and chill at home. She is a busybody at home, though, between her job and various crafting projects she works on for her craft business. So our last lengthy to Florida to visit her granddaughter in Gainesville, or excuse me, to visit her daughter in Gainesville. I brought my fishing poles. She decided to work remotely from the Airbnb in the morning. I got up, and with the other adult youth that travel with us, we left and found fishing spots for a few hours, and my fiancé worked. This worked out great, as her daughter worked nights and usually slept in until noon. A great way to compromise. That is very good, but I would suggest that he doesn't get married. (laughs) Wouldn't you? Okay. I mean, it's just his fiancé. They're already having problems when they go to Florida. I will say this. Not that I agree with what you just said, but <laughs> you do find out a lot about how your relationship is going to work when you go on vacation together for mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. because you're pretty much tethered to each other yeah, for you are. the you, duration, right? You can't just go to work for eight hours or, you know, and, and come. Well, is it, what was it? Josh? Josh. Josh. I'm just kidding. I'd be glad to be invited to your wedding. <laughs> send me an invite. I'll send you a gift. I won't come. Right. But I'll send you a gift. because You're the best kind of guest. I'm the absolute best. Absolute wedding best gift because I, I just never. In fact, I'm going to get married again just, just, just so just I get a gift me, from you. Send me things. I'll send guys <laughs> gifts. Um, go ahead and do it at your own peril. Right? Because if she's, if you have a high energy personality and she looks at you with, you need to chill out. Although I'm married and I'm happy. Right. So. Scratch that, Josh. Good luck to you, sucker. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so you go on vacation mm-hmm. and you say, hey, uh, I want to do this. And of course, when you're in the early stages of a relationship, there's far more compromise than there is as the years go by. When I'm in the early stages of a relationship with my wife, we would just go to the hotel room and just stay there. Oh there was no even going out. I can tell you we went airport, hotel room, back to airport. That's it. <laughs> That's all we did. So um, Reavers and I spent time with my wife last night. 
and she on the boat on the boat. Yes, God, <laughs> that, I made that sound really, really horrible. Uh, my wife and I were with Reavers on the boat. Uh, boating. Right. Um, but she is going to come in and she wants me to write her a little dialogue that she can say, hey, this is Nicole Fratelloni. I just wanted to let you know whenever this Mike tells happen. a story, none of this is true. <laughs> right. Because she doesn't agree uh, about anything that right. I say yet. And I tried to explain to her last night that there's also this element of show business. It's a little bit entertaining. Yeah, because my wife has been conditioned to the point where she realizes that if I'm talking on a microphone, I'm doing whatever it takes to make the story sound great. Sure, but but we're telling the truth, right? With a with some added flair. Correct. We're the jazz hands of of <laughs> storytelling, jazz. right? Just a little jazz hand. So she's very excited, but it's really kind of cute because she's so nervous. She's like, "I'd have to have it written for me." I'm like, "It's like one sentence. You I just know. you just didn't." But people don't always do this. I no, guess. they they don't. Yeah. And I and that part I've always understood. Like mm-hmm. some people are comfortable in front of a microphone, and some people just just are not. But my point was going to be um, in terms of, of vacation because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think. The most recent vacation that my bride and I took, we went to Mexico in February, and you know, just I I happen to be someone that's worried about basically everything. Okay, and I just said, hey, here's the deal. Um, I know that. When you when you go on vacation with Jessica, it's you're in it to you're going to be working out like you're going to be sore at the end of the sure. day. You are going to be tired. You are going to sleep well. Nice. Not like that. Okay. I'm saying <laughs> it's we're going to go hiking and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do that and then it's it's but it's fine. It's yeah. and it's fun yeah. and it's you know what it gets me it gets me up gets, gets me moving, moving gets me rolling and so um this most recent trip when we went to uh, uh, my Mexico. God. Thank you. Um, I had said, hey, I don't mind that you go for your run in the morning. I'm coming with you. Yeah. Um, it's just a safety issue. It's sure. just a security thing. It's like, nope, uh, I got to be with you. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I'll I'll huff it. I'll puff it. Yeah. Um, but but you, you're not going to do this on your own. Sure. I just, I just you don't know the area. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm unfamiliar. Even though it was a very safe part sure. of the country. You but still, But still. Yeah, yeah you right? don't know. And so, but that was the only, but I remember the very first time she and I went on vacation. It was a long time ago. We went to Florida. Um, we went to, we flew to Orlando. We stayed at one night in Tampa, I believe. But we we did the whole Florida thing. It was our very first time ever going to Florida. So it was it was pretty cool. And, um, well, she's going to kill me. <laughs> so we were, we, we were in Orlando. And I said, well, we're going to go to Disney World, you know, one of the days. Yeah, and we did Disney World. I said, is there anything else that you'd like to do? She says, well, I, wa- I want to see the ocean. I said, well, of course, of course, let's go see the ocean. We're in Orlando. That's a long, long way to the ocean. She didn't realize that. Oh. And she said, well, I said, well, the the the, the shoreline is, you know, I think, what what is day? Well, I think we went to Daytona Beach. It's a couple hours. Was right? that two, three yeah, hours yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Well, she thought you're just in Florida. Well, it's it's a the ten ocean, minute right drive. There, to yeah. the, to, I said, no. no, Florida's a big state. Yeah, and you're right in the middle of it. And, and yeah, and yeah. we happen to be right in the epicenter of of tourist city, sure, right? Yeah. So it was it was very cute because she didn't realize that. We had to drive a long way. How to many get to the baseball beach. games did you stop at on the way in or out? You know, of you'll your be proud to... of me. You will be proud of me. Yeah, that was a trip that we took. It actually, we were there when the Super Bowl was in Tampa. Really? Because I thought the Vikings might make it that year, oh, so I planned this trip anyway. Okay. But we just decided it. So we were there Super Bowl week. Okay. The Tampa Super Bowl back in two thousand one. No. 
whatever it was, 2000, sure. whatever sure. it was. So, yeah, there, there, was, there was no baseball okay, games. Even though I did think, like, I wonder if there's a baseball game somewhere. I wonder if there's somewhere. There's got to be something we I can watch find it. that slow and Carlos. I, I love how you told everyone that Carlos Correa story yeah. yesterday. And then at the end, I said, now, who is Carlos Correa? Right. And everyone said, what? That was, that was kind of funny. I did like um, Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Mm-hmm. This just in. He's an attorney and probably pretty bright. Yes. But he was he was telling me stories about baseball players. He's like, uh, Vern Johnston, I saw his Jim first Rice. home run. I have no idea who these people are. I'm like, you saw his first home run? And it's way over my head. I'm like, how? Who was the player? <laughs> well, he talked about a couple. Okay, but some Red Sox player. It was a random Red Sox player. And, and, and then I, I want to say, Mike, how the hell would I know who that random Red Sox player is? But every other person in the room knew who it was. Yeah. Who was it? Well, he had talked about uh, going to an event where Jim Rice and Freddie Lynn were signing autographs. That was a good one. Yeah. But the random player, his name is escaping me now. But I did know Jim Kerchak or something like who, that. Whoever he, he was said, talking he was, about, he was his first home run. Guy hit two home runs, and, and he Mike happened to be happened present, to be at, present both of the both games. Of them. Yeah. And I, I thought that was so cool that this successful guy, Bradshaw Bryant, right? You know, <laughs> seeking justice for the downtrodden or whatever his jingle is. It's a wonderful jingle that. He remembered that stuff, yep. and I still go back to, I don't know who won the last game. I'm so into it, Reverse, yeah. that the Vikings played on Thursday night. I had no idea. That's how far out of media I am. <laughs> that is weird. I actually thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Because I was on Twitter. Yeah. I was on some some other things. I read my book. I did. And I did not even know the Vikings played on Thursday night. That was weird. That is weird. Because I, I, I you're think, kind of a follower. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I, I pay enough attention. I watch all the Vikings games, yeah. right? I'm glad I missed this one. Yeah. But I thought, huh, I wonder how I missed the fact that the Vikings, I, I had a busy week. So maybe I just didn't spend a lot of time. You know, I, I, I often... Uh, Give Joe the business over this, but you know we're always kind of looking for those little slices of Americana. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're mentioning something, and it's really tough to beat, especially this time of the year, from about a week after Labor Day till maybe middle to late October. Right? This, this I this is perfect time. This is my zenith. Yeah. I love this yeah. time of the year weatherwise. Yep. Right? Yep. Granted, it's very short, but this is my jam. It's this great. is yeah. when beautiful days like today. exactly. But you really forget how great it is going to a local high school football game on a perfect Friday night. Oh, that would be fun, right? It, it's, yeah. it's. I haven't done that in a long time. It's so my 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 youngest and I did it Friday night, and I thought because you're just reminding me of talking about the Viking game because I thought. We were basically hustling to get home to watch the game, and I don't give a damn if they win or lose because mm-hmm. I you know, I don't have much expectation for them this sure. year. But then, of course, it was well, we're going to go to the game tomorrow night. And I thought I had so much more fun. Going with my youngest son to the high school football to game. To Jordan's. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, we ended up, we were ahead, but we ended up losing to hated St. Peter. Okay. But I had so much more fun going with my eight-year-old to the Jordan high school football game. Than I, and I took him to the Viking game a week and a half a week, a, yeah, prior. A before, yeah. Right? And oh, I had so fun. much more. But it's like, that is, that still makes me hold out hope that we're not completely screwed. I did. Right? I haven't <laughs> been to, my, my girls, a couple of my girls go to a uh, Creighton Derham Hall, okay. right? Go Raiders. And Creighton, if you may or may not know this, that Creighton does not have a football stadium on their, they have a football field. It's kind of JV. Not a lot of people can sit around it. But they so play at St. Thomas, they right? They either play at St. Thomas University or this last game, they played at the TCO Viking Stadium. Oh, wow. So I went and dropped them off there. I was like, what the hell is going on? Packed solid. 
parking you had to pay for. I mean, all this stuff. I was like, what is going on? This is a huge production. And I think they were playing St. Thomas. So it was, you know, oh, a big thing. Yeah, like St. Sure. Thomas against. Were they playing St. Thomas? I, yeah, they were. And St. Thomas just rolled over us. Okay. Which is just, I'm like, so, I'm so glad I didn't go because I would boo the whole time. Just kidding. I won't. I won't even look up. I won't even look up. But I, I do want to go to um, a high school game because I think it'd be fun. It would be different if I had a kid playing in it because I don't. All I have is girls. Well, I will say this. Sorry. No, my girls. Like what I wouldn't want my do my girls doing is like look at number twenty four. He's hot, and I'd be See, like, that's where I'm going. Don't want to look at number twenty four. Well, because for me, you know, of course, <laughs> so my eight year old. He and it was. It was youth night, so they did like a cool thing at halftime. So the the grandstand was absolutely packed, mm-hmm. right? But ev- we knew once the youth thing was over, half the stadium was going to leave yeah, the because kids the kids. Leave, it yeah. was getting late, and the kids oh. needed to get home. Well, my eight year old says he he and I were sitting way at the top, and I said, "Hey, buddy, you're going to have to like stand behind me, or you're going to have to you know kind of figure out where you're going to sit." Well, he said, "Well, I can't see." I said, "What are you talking about? The field's right there." Well, he couldn't see the cheerleaders. Oh, so he's like, "Well, Dad, I can't, I can't see." So he's kind of wedging in. But what was cool is you see the, you see the, 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 the cute girls wearing their mm. number twenty four jersey. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. oh man, you know so what? Sweet, isn't it? Glory days, right? Like these kids are going to remember this forever. I have a daughter who tells me everything, right? Tell way too much stuff. Okay, but I really appreciate it. And she's she's in eighth grade. And she, they had their big uh, Nativity County Fair. Rookie was there, saw Rookie. Okay. Rookie came up and talked to me and her. And you know how Rookie talks like he knows every single person? He's yes. like, and McLaren's over there. And, my wife, blah, blah, blah. and he walks away and my daughter says, who who was that? And I said, <laughs> yeah, that's Matt Mikulski. I know him pretty well. But he, you don't know his entire family that he just labeled off. Right. But it was it was really sweet of him to do, right? So my daughter, because when you're in eighth grade at the Nativity County Fair, this is the time to like ride a ride with a boy, oh, right? I mean, it's oh, kind of like okay. the start of things. Sure, you're in yes, eighth grade, yes. right? And then there, it's a good Catholic school, so riding a ride is kind of a big deal. And it's kind of the as an eighth grader. So she had asked a seventh grader to go on a ride with her. Okay, and he said no, oh, and my. she was in. Indignant. She said, how dare he? I'm in eighth grade. If an eighth grader asks you to do anything, you do it. And right. she goes, I should have pushed him to the ground. Wow. And I, I thought, wow, you are, am I? And this, in that moment, you knew she was your daughter. I knew she was my daughter. I'm going to just say something too, and this sounds arrogant. I have three stunningly beautiful daughters, right? They're very, very pretty girls. And that's, that's just luck of the draw. I just got it. It's not me. It's just I and and I know all parents say their kids are are pretty. That's not true. Some some kids are just not pretty, right? My kids and and I think the parents know, but they can't say anything. Right, yeah. But my eighth grader, she's just a beauty. Oh and I, I looked at this moron that said no to her, right? Oh. I looked at this kid, and then I said, Why? What reason did he have? And she said, Well, he said he has a girlfriend. And I said, Well. You can't be pissed at a guy with morality who says, well, I'm sorry, Harper, eighth grader. I have a girlfriend. I can't go on a ride with you. And she was literally indignant. Wow. Just, yeah, And I thought, you are going places, Tuts. You are going. Because she was expecting more of a man than a man was willing to give. And she was pissed that she couldn't get a nice. And all she wanted to do was ride the Tilt-A-Whirl. Right. She was maybe out of tickets. She just wanted him to pay for the ride maybe. I don't that know. I don't know that. Absolutely 
hysterical. It was super cute, but she oh. just looks and she goes, yeah, when I tell a uh, seventh grader to You're do something, with me. they better do that. And she goes, I, w- I should have pushed him to the ground. I thought that was the best thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this poor kid. Oh. But I'm right. sure they're probably going to get married. Before we go, uh, also a quick reminder about our friends at 30 Bills Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. If you have the means and you can stop by, please do so. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff go on where they obviously we had the COVID situation and then they reopened and they got the beautiful new patio beautiful. that they debuted uh, right around Memorial Day weekend. And then, of course, construction set in. So they're just saying, hey, if you have a minute, could you stop by, say hi, buy a gift card? You don't even have to buy, you don't have to stick around for dinner, but just kind of help them get through a little bit of this. Uh, stormy weather we right call now. It the say uncle event because right? they're just saying uncle, one hundred percent, uncle. Yes, like, we can't take any more of this. We should plan a uh, event to go out there. We should and just tell people when we're going to be out there, and I'll buy everybody a beer because I think that would be super fun. Oh my god, I, I love that place. It is cool. It, it, the food is freaking delicious. Their food is exceptional. It's so good, yeah. and uh, the and the crew is is absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And they've been friends and supporters of both this show and of course Garage Logic for a long time. So the, I love that idea, Michael. In let's fact, I'm it. making Let, a note with the sales out. staff yeah. that we're going to do we're going to do some type of staff outing that we'll announce it at some point. So anyway, uh, 30bills.com is their website, but if you want to and stop by and pick up some takeout food for, I don't know, a birthday, whatever the case might be, uh, please do so. And please tell them you heard about them on the weekly scramble. So Michael, thank you so much. You're Reverse, the best. You are the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the weekly scramble. We would appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.